Hey everyone, welcome to the Becoming Podcast. This is season three, episode one. We are about to step into this new series that we're starting called Surprised by Grace. Uh, we're journeying through the uh, book of Second Samuel and the life of David, and we're looking forward to that time. So as you can tell today, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can tell I'm, a diff- I'm in a different place today. I'm here in the comfort of my home, um, and just to mix things up a little bit today for this first episode, and just invite you into my space as, uh, as we talk about this first sermon. And so we're looking forward to that. So as always, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, You can uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. That's just one way that uh, it continues to get spread um, as we, again, engage in this conversation together. And so as we jump in, um, there's, there's something intriguing about this idea of lament that we touched on this weekend in our first sermon of this series. Um, If you haven't had a chance yet, I encourage you to go back and watch it. Um, As we talked about the surprising grace within the practice of lament. And as we engaged in this idea, we opened up to 2 Samuel. And uh, the very first two chapters of, of Samuel or excuse me, the first chapter of Samuel invites us into this this lament that David has after the death of Saul and his son Jonathan, who uh, Jonathan was uh, David's best friend. And the text tells us that this this lament was uh, not only David's personal lament for the death of these two individuals, but it was also to be distributed to the whole community. And I'm, I'm somewhat struck, as I mentioned in the, in the, in the sermon this weekend, I'm struck by David's capacity to enter into this place of grief and lament, even though for someone like Saul, who was, if you read first Samuel was, chasing after David and trying to take his life, um, for David to pause and to lament and grieve this individual who caused so much pain in his life is, is just fascinating to me. And it got me thinking about what does this idea of lament look like in our life? Because clearly for David, it was an important component of his life with God. And so we're invited into... Um, this conversation about lament and what it means for us. What do we need to lament? And I guess in the first place, what what does it even mean to lament? Uh, and so we touched on that today. Um, I mentioned this weekend a really basic definition of what it means to lament. And to lament is basically a prayer in pain that leads to trust. A prayer in pain that leads to trust. So that means we bring our whole selves before God. We bring the the good, but especially in a lament, we bring the not so good. 
the things that are deeply challenging us, the things that are inviting us to address the pain that maybe might be unaddressed as we walk through life. I don't know about you, but when it comes to confronting the pain in my life, uh, I think I mentioned this in the sermon this weekend, it's really, it's much easier to check out and to want to avoid the pain and, and to avoid those situations. And so we do lots of things, usually some not so healthy things to avoid that pain. But there's something about David in the scriptures and not only this lament, but all of the laments that we see from David in the Psalms, that there is this access point for God's grace, even in these most painful situations and circumstances in our lives. There's something extraordinary about that. And I'm, and I'm convinced that when we step into that place of pain before God, God's going to surprise us. He's going to surprise us with his unending kindness. He's going to surprise us with how much he cares and welcomes even our strongest emotions like anger. And God's going to surprise us when we recognize that God not only wants us to bring us our pain to him, he wants us to bring our pain to him, but he, he longs to heal us, to restore us, to make us new again. And so today, I, I, I particularly invite you into my home today because we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to this podcast today. If you've enjoyed watching us in the past, uh, we're usually in the studio engaging in dialogue together. We're going to get to that here in these next episodes. But today, I, I just wanted to try on something new and invite you into what it might look like to practice this idea of lament. And so there's no better place than to invite you into a comfortable spot where you can engage in this practice. So maybe you're on the move. So I invite you, if you are, um, to maybe uh, take a moment to, to sit, uh, to bring something to write on, or maybe you're like me, you don't mind typing on a computer as you're processing your thoughts. But I, I just encourage you, if you feel comfortable, to, to step into this time with me as we engage in this practice of lament. Now, this weekend, I, I kind of walked through the different pieces of a lament, and uh, we're going to do that here in a moment just to give you some instructions. But I want to remind you something I said this weekend is that when we are practicing lament, this is not just a how-to formula, right? That we are invited to bring our whole selves to the table, to bring our pain to the table, to have that well up in our consciousness, to, to sit with it for a little while so that we can allow God to, to take that and again, surprise us um, and allow God to do something new in us. And so we're invited to bring our whole selves. So I asked the question this weekend, and maybe you've been thinking about this, what do you need to lament today? That's certainly the first part of this process. What about life right now hurts the most? 
Um, maybe it's a, a broken relationship or um, uh, a painful situation. Maybe you are dealing with a loss of a loved one or a friend. Um, maybe you, you, you are grieving the loss of, of some expectations that didn't get met. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just invite you to think about some of those places and spaces in your life where it hurts um, and to be okay with bringing all of that before God. Because again, he, he wants to hear our hearts. He wants us to extend our whole selves to him as a place of trust because we know that God can be trusted with our pain and that we know that somehow God wants to do something new in that. And so again, we have to bring our whole selves to the table as we're invited into this practice of limit. So I want to do that very thing uh, as we head into this time and and want to, again, reiterate some of these these different practices. So as I um, list these, these four parts of a lament, I invite you to, uh, if, if you want to write this down, if you want to type it out, or if you just want to just mentally take inventory of, of what's going on here, I encourage you to do so, to, to, to engage in this practice with me. Um, this is where, again, God's not asking for our perfection. He's not asking us to get it right the first time. He's just inviting us to be present, to be here, to engage. And, and I believe that God blesses that uh, when we do. Okay, so let me remind us of each of the four parts again, and then we'll kind of jump into each of them a little bit more deeply as we do that. And so feel free to, as I explain these things, you can press pause, take some time to write and reflect, and then continue on together. So the first is this, is that the first part of a lament uh, is that it's almost always addressed to God. So um, this is a intimate conversation with God in which we pour out our um, lives to him. We can certainly lament to other people, but I, I believe that there's no more intimate space where we can really come before the Father and, and, and plead um, our case about what's happening in our life and what's going on. So, so we first turn to God, we address it to God. So, uh, just to give you an example, uh, of some of the ways that David invited us into, invites us into lament when it comes to the Psalms. Uh, so Psalm 77 says this, this is kind of his address, his beginning address to God. I cry aloud to you, God, aloud to you he, and he will hear me in the day of my trouble i seek the lord in the night my hand is stretched out without wearying my soul refuses to be comforted when i remember when i remember god i moan when i meditate my spirit faints uh so again we're seeing kind of this this uh what this one writer speaks of as like gut level honesty being addressed to god about the pain of their situation, of David's situation. So again, the first part, it's addressed to God. The second is uh, a complaint of some sort. So um, as we 
kind of speak our gut level honesty before God, there are situations and circumstances in our life where it doesn't seem as if things are playing out maybe the ways in which we hope or maybe even the ways in which we expected God to to work and move. And um, Psalm 13, for example, gives us a really kind of uh, honest look at maybe what a complaint would be as we bring before God. Um, the psalmist in this uh, psalm says this, How long, O Lord, how long will you forget me? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Again, for the psalmist here, for David, the psalmist is saying, God, where are you in this particular situation? I I can't seem to hear your voice. I I feel stuck. Oh, God, where are you at? It seems like you're you're ignoring me. Um again, we're in, we're inviting this 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 raw honesty before God as we engage in it. So again, that's the the this part of the lament is is a complaint. Along with that, the third part is an ask or a request. So in the midst of this raw honesty, um, questions are raised. Um, or we kind of bring before God, hey God, like, what's going on here? Where, why haven't you shown up in this situation? So uh, in Psalm 13, again, as an example, it says, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. Um, so in the midst of this complaint, we're also pleading before God, God, would you show up? Would you please show up in these particular situations and circumstances and invite us to to something new? Um, so after the complaint, we have this this ask or this request that pleads before God what we long for. Um, and then finally, this lament circles back to this place of trust this expression of trust, because again, we've talked about this, this prayer and pain that leads to trust. That even though we're bringing our heartfelt, raw honesty before God, um, we are doing so actually not because we don't trust God, not because we're, we're having some sort of crisis in faith even though that might be true in some situations and circumstances but we're just we're 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 pleading for God because we deeply care about our relationship with God. I think I said in the sermon this week is that our anger at God is actually a a really good clue that we really care about our relationship with God. Um and that God's not put off by our anger and so um we do this because we deeply trust in God. And so usually at the end of this lament, 
there's there's a statement of trust. So uh, we go back to Psalm 13 as an example, um, where it says, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So maybe this is an opportunity to reflect on the ways that God has been faithful to you because he has. He has been so faithful to us in many different situations and circumstances. And to circle back, and, the, and even, even though this difficult situation uh, places us in, in kind of a tight spot, we're invited to open our hearts deeper into what God might have for us, to take us to a place where we've never been. And, and that begins by, by really truly placing our trust in God. Um, I don't know about you, but I am learning the places and spaces in my life where I can be a total control freak. And, and when I survey the situations in my life, I recognize how exhausting it is to be a control freak, <laughs> to want to, to have every situation and circumstance buttoned up, yet I know deep down inside I can't do that. The one thing that I can control is I can control myself. I can control my emotions and how I respond. I can't control others. I can't control the weather, even though I really want to sometimes. Um, I can't control these things. Um, and so this turning back to this expression of trust says, God, I, I give up wanting to try to control this situation or circumstances because clearly that's not working. <laughs> and clearly I'm, I am holding on to this too tightly. And so I'm, even in my complaints and my frustration, God, I'm, 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 I'm longing to give it back to you because I know you can take this and do something way better than I can on our own. And so we're asking for God's presence to, to envelop us with a sense of peace that God has got this, that he is, he is truly inviting us into a space to see that God can be trusted with our situation and our circumstance. And so, um, so again, I, I hope that as we lean into lament, uh, we're actually going to address it again later in this series um, of lament. I hope that whatever it is that needs lamenting in your life, that we would begin to see the abundant amount of grace that God wants to have for us in these moments and situations. Um, one of the key themes in 2 Samuel is that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Later in the, in the scriptures in the New Testament, the writers elaborate on that and, and talk about that there is, there is an abundance of grace for those who trust in God. And 
And for some of us, that trust is just beginning as we're maybe entering into this relationship with Jesus for the first time and we're trying to figure things out and 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 God's grace is is present there. And and for those of us that have been walking with Jesus for a long time, as we as we continue to say yes to Jesus, God's grace is there uh, and everywhere in between. And 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 so a lament invites us to enter into these places of pain so that God can can richly do something new. I, I've said this over and over again, and I, and I and it's so important is that when we have unprocessed pain in our lives, that pain is going to leak out in ways that we often do not want it to, in the ways that we respond to people and the ways that we internally react about situations and circumstances. And lament invites us into one space. There are many other spaces to process pain. Um, certainly with pain that is that is deep, um, it requires the help of someone that is trained to help people process through pain. Maybe you need to meet with a counselor uh, or a pastor to process some of these things. But lament provides one space in in the quietness of our home and, and intimate spaces like where I'm at right now to to come before God and and present what hurts the most to him and and in those quiet intimate spaces be able to receive God's kindness be able to place our trust in him once more and and allow God to to truly be a part of this, this life together. <laughs> I know often in our pain, we want to put up walls. We want to do anything and everything to avoid pain. And yet this becomes, this painful place can become the fertile grounds where God wants to do something new and, and invite us into uh, this this deeper life with God. And so thank you for just allowing this space to, to shape you in whatever way it wants to shape you. Um, and maybe you want to go back if you've been on the go. Uh, maybe you want to circle back to this, this, uh, this podcast again and, and follow through uh, on this time to, to write out or process a lament before God. Um, but anyway, this will be a, just kind of a period on this conversation for now uh, because we'll, we'll talk more about it later. But um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I said us because um, usually I'm joined by at least Pastor Chris, but it's just me today. So thank you for joining me and, and God too as we uh, engage in this conversation together. Have a great week this week. And we will see you this weekend as we continue this series on Surprised by Grace. Goodbye now.